Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USAFIRST, all one word. USAFIRST, all one word. 25% off now. I'm back. Rodriguez for Black and White Sports. Well, here we are with another exciting episode of the National Felon League. I mean, my God, I've talked about the fact that we could start a second channel just for former and current NFL players that love to get arrested Today's no different than it seems like yesterday and the day before and the day before that. I kid you not, it's one a week, two a week, or three a week. Every single week, there is an incident involving Roger Goodell's players in the NFL. I just don't get it. Everybody's pissed all the time in this league, even though they're making a boat ton of money. Let's get to this. This is a newly signed free agent all right the saints targeted this guy to sign him in free agency just to give you an idea may join the saints at the start of nfl free agency signed a three-year contract worth as much as 28.5 million dollars the contract included 15 million dollars in guaranteed money and then this knucklehead goes out. And, and this guy was a, a, a solid safety for the New York Jets. I mean, uh, before he signed with the Saints. It's unbelievable. Saints safety Marcus May arrested for assault with a firearm in a road rage, roads, road rage incident. And let's look at this. Because he was pointing a gun at... At a car full of juvenile females. Keep that in mind as we go into this story. New Orleans Saints starting strong safety. Marcus May was reportedly arrested Thursday morning after apparently assaulting someone with a firearm. On Thursday, New Orleans football contributor Nick Underhill broke the news that May, 29, was arrested for aggravated assault with a firearm. In a follow-up to his original Twitter post, he reveals the details of the arrest via the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office. Police say May was detained after investigating a road rage incident uh, in Louisiana. The statement on the arrest alleges May pointed a firearm at another vehicle that was occupied by several teenage females. After being booked, the NFL player was released following posting a $30,000 bond. In Louisiana, such a charge is considered a felony. If found guilty, May could face a fine of no more than ten grand and be imprisoned for no more than ten years in jail. This is not a good offseason for the Saints. May is the second player facing active criminal charges currently on the roster. Following the Pro Bowl earlier this, this year, star running back Alvin Kamara was charged with felony battery 
for an incident at a casino in Las Vegas just hours after competing in the annual game for the fifth straight year. The Florida Gators alum took his talents to Louisiana after a five-year run with the Jets. New York took May with the 39th overall pick of the second round in the second round of the draft. May's best season as a pro came in 2020. He racked up 88 tackles, two interceptions, two sacks, two forced fumbles, and 16 starts for Gang Green. However, he played only six games in 2021 after tearing his Achilles, and he was replacing Marcus Williams after he signed a five-year, $70 million deal with the Ravens. Mr. Williams has not been arrested yet. I mean, at this point, I'm having to point out yet. CBS Sports points out that this is May's second time being arrested. The first stemmed from a February 2021 DUI incident when May played for the Jets. Now think about this. The guy the guy nailed was nailed for a DUI accident. The Saints gave him 28.5 million and 15 mil guaranteed. Oh, these franchises. The city of New Orleans has problems outside of players on football teams facing charges. This is Breitbart. On July 5th, 2021, NOLA.com reported that New Orleans had the highest murder rate in the country during the first half of a 2022 uh, year. They've got a radical socialist mayor down there. I know that. On February February 23rd, 2022, Forbes published a list of the 10 most dangerous cities in the U.S. New Orleans was number two. New Orleans is run by Democrats just like the other nine cities on Forbes' most dangerous list. Is this surprising to anybody? Not me. But look, this is one time I don't think it's, I don't think it's because of the leadership. This guy had an issue. Well, that was New York, so yeah, you get the point. No, I think this is more of an issue with the NFL. I truly do. Um, we'll have to follow this because if something, if he ends up getting convicted or whatever, he's he's facing disciplinary action through the NFL. Uh, judging by how little Deshaun Watson got, who knows? Slap on the wrist. Oh, we're going to suspend you one game. We'll suspend you a half. <laughs> I mean, come on. Roger Goodell's league from a character standpoint, is a total joke. It's a total joke. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. The Saints' prize-free agent pulled a gun on a car full of juvenile teenage girls. Boy, that's a tough guy, isn't it? Stop barking. (laughs) Peace, I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. All right, guys, we're going to be talking about the Duke volleyball player Rachel Richardson here in this video and her godmother. 
As you guys know, there was a race hoax at a volleyball game. Rachel Richardson said that she was called the N-word multiple times every time that she actually served the volleyball. However, nobody actually heard the N-word one time. Nobody could actually vouch for her that the N-word was said. This was another juicy, smoothie race hoax. Nothing more. 5,700 people watching this game live and nobody else heard the N-word one time. I said it before, guys, in another video that if the N-word was actually said by this supposed man, that he would have been escorted out the first time it was actually heard. However, that did not happen. Now, a man was actually banned for life, but it wasn't for the N-word whatsoever. The whole thing was a hoax. I said it before, guys, that when it comes to supply and demand for racism, There seems to be an unlimited demand from the left for racism. But however, the supply is very, very small. This is why you actually get situations like this in a juicy smoothie. However, guys, BYU is now going to punish the students. Yes, because check this out on OutKick, guys. BYU cancels student section following allegation of racism from Dutes, Rachel Richardson. So because of Rachel Richardson here, the student section is no more at these games. I am not surprised. I'm not surprised whatsoever that this has happened. And the man that was banned, he is banned for life. And we don't actually have a picture of the guy, but uh, apparently, allegedly, this man had some kind of... um mental disorder. He had Asperger's or something like that. I'm not really sure. But BYU now is going to punish the students. Their student section is no more. It says here, BYU hosts a four team Nike Invitational Volleyball Tournament this weekend. The school has canceled its Roar of Cougars student section at Fieldhouse. BYU kicks off the Invitational against Utah State Thursday night. That was yesterday. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati will also play in the tournament. BYU student section has been under a microscope all week after Richardson stated that a, quote, white male yelled the N-word at her from the specified area. That was a lie. A spokesperson on behalf of BYU commented that eliminating the student section is indefinite. Quoted, that protocol for that space moving forward beyond this weekend is still under review, said John McBride, as reported by Desert News. BYU Athletic Director uh, Tom Homo spoke with Richardson on Saturday morning and alerted her that action would be taken against the alleged act, including the student section ban going into effect this weekend. My goodness, guys. All of this over a race hoax. There is so much demand from the left for racism, but not enough supply. And BYU should be ashamed of themselves now for eliminating the student section over a lie. Over a lie. Now, folks, there's video out there of this girl actually serving the ball. I couldn't hear the N word one time. I could not. This was a hoax. And it was probably actually started by her godmother. Now, Check this out, guys. 
Duke volleyball player's godmother shows troubling past with racist remarks. And of course, her godmother is a Democrat, by the way, running for office. And she probably wanted this to happen so she can actually get some political gain from this. I don't know if it's going to happen, but um, her name is um, uh, Lisa uh, Paplin. I believe that's her name. Yeah, Lisa Paplin. That is her right there. And her Twitter account now is actually made to private. Because of the backlash, they got busted. This was a whole lie. Now, she put this out right here in case you guys need a refresher. She put this out. My goddaughter is the only black starter for Dutes volleyball team. While playing yesterday, she was called a N-word every time she served. She was threatened by a white male that told her to watch her back going to the team bus. A police officer had to be put by the bench. And this did not happen. However, Miss uh, Paplin's uh, troubling tweets. Well, they're out there now. Boy, the Internet is forever, man. The Internet is forever. Now, it says here from calling white people crackers and describing white supremacy as the looming doom over the nation. Paplin's profile has been checking the boxes of a racially focused political figure seeking to gain attention off merit of alleged victimhood. Now, she probably actually um, supported uh, Juicy Smoothie a few years ago, and that was nothing more than a hoax. Now, the same thing can actually be said now for her goddaughter. Daughter. Yeah, this is a hoax. Now, here is some of the things here that she actually put out. You can see some of the things right here, but um, it's kind of out of focus here. So there's some other ones here that we're going to uh, look at. Let's scroll down. Here we go. This is from uh, 2019. She tweets out, why does CNN consistently interview these dumbass white women? Yeah, she's not a fan of white women. Quite, quite white. White privilege, of course. White supremacy happened. Uh, white privilege, man driving drunk. Oh, in 2018, the election of um, Ted Cruz getting reelected, he was going up against the socialist Beto O'Rourke. And she has a problem with white men and white women voting for Ted Cruz. Now, you can see here that white men and white women um, really did support Ted Cruz. In the 2018 um, uh, Senate race here in Texas, Texas is a red state. Beto O'Rourke is a socialist and he lost. And she points out that um, black people voted for Beto. Not a surprise. Not a surprise whatsoever. I, but but I don't know why these people actually support a Marxist like um, Beto O'Rourke. But she has a problem with white people voting like that. Says this, all these white women that reluctantly voted for Trump in 2016 can kiss my ass. Wow. So there you have it, guys. Let me see if I can pull pull up anything out of this. It's very, very blurry here on some of these things. Um, Let's see here. At MSNBC, going to always find these frustrated suburban white women. Hell. We is tired, too. I don't know exactly what she's talking about um, right there. 
Um, also here, elevating these white men to hero status is pissing me off. They all knew uh, what that TFG was capable of and turned a blind eye. I think she's talking about Trump right there because up here. It did mention that um, on some of these tweets that that actually was referring to uh, Trump right there. Oh, she even goes after Bernie Sanders um, supporters in 2019. Bernie Sanders rallies are so white. Man, she is obsessed with hating white people. She even hates that uh, Clarence Thomas is married to a white woman. Uh, called him. Um, I don't know who exactly she was referring to here, but um, it says uh, being married to a white woman. He thinks he can uh, talk this uh, stupid ass nonsense. Clarence 2.0, uh, simply the worst SG ever. He's married to a white woman, so he doesn't mind looking and talking down to black and brown people. Another Clarence Thomas. Now, I'm willing to bet, guys, that if a white woman was putting out the same stuff that this lady was and the races were reversed, I'm willing to bet that this person would actually be banned off of Twitter. But however, this is a leftist right here. And like I said before, the demand for racism way outweighs the supply. This is insane, guys. But BYU cancels the student section. How insane is that? And this uh, lady, her godmother, running for elected office, another idiot, Marxist, socialist, Democrat. My goodness. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports 2. We're going to talk about John Gruden. He came out and made some comments in regards to the, uh, the NFL lawsuit he's got going on. He is suing the NFL right now. As we know, John Gruden, in our opinion, we made videos over on the bigger channel and on this channel about this John Gruden NFL Washington email scandal. Uh, we've been very vocal, both myself and John, about how unfair we feel like it is that John Gruden seemed to have been targeted. And he was targeted involving emails when he wasn't even working for the NFL. Um, now, there's been some word out there that maybe... There's some things that, that was said while he was with the Raiders. Uh, evidently, that's something that the NFL is kind of holding in their back pocket uh, in order to sort of bring out. Now, he's taken sort of a bad rap over his run with recent run with Oakland, but we got to remember, his record was getting better year over year. Him and Mayock took a lot of heat over their early draft picks. Yeah. They should have. However, 
John Gruden's got a sort of a knack for diamonds in the rough, too. Hunter Renfro, Colton Miller, Hobbot discovering and giving a chance, second chance to Darren Waller, who, in my opinion, is very close to being the best tight end in all of football. So, right, wrong, or indifferent, John Gruden did bring some real talent into Oakland. Okay, uh, so let's take a look at this. And uh, I'm going to also, I believe he is going to coach again. I've been vocal about this, but I don't think it will be in the NFL. I believe he will go to college. And I believe the rise of the NIL is going to be something that's going to drive him there. Okay, Um, man, I think John Gruden would be an unbelievable recruiter in college. I want to coach in the NFL again. My emails were shameful. This is TMZ. I've been wanting to do this for a couple of days now, and I'm just now getting to it. John Gruden says he still wants another NFL coaching gig. Despite being forced out of his Las Vegas Raiders job amid allegations, he fired off emails containing racist language. Gruden, who spent two seasons at the helm of the Raiders, said during an interview at the Little Rock Touchdown Club on Tuesday that he takes accountability for the email scandal that sullied his reputation and cost him his job. Quote, I'm ashamed about what has come about in these emails, and I'll make no excuses for it, Gruden said. It's shameful, but I'm a good person. I believe that. I go to church. I'm married for 31 years. I've got three great boys. Something we want to keep in mind here, Randall Cunningham a black man, and Warren Sapp, a black man, both come out and and blatantly said there's no way in hell that John Gruden is an actual racist. Quote, I still love football. I've made mistakes, but I don't think anybody here hasn't. And I just ask for forgiveness, and hopefully I get another shot. In October, the Wall Street Journal reported that Gruden sent an email to then-Washington football team exec Bruce Allen commenting on NFLPA director DeMoris Smith. DeBoris Smith has lips like the size of, a Mich- of Michelin tires, Gruden wrote, according to the report. Gruden became embroiled in even more controversy. The New York Times reported he referred to the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, in emails as a F-word. I guess that's a derogatory gay word where they're talking about that F-word, the other F-word. Quote, and clueless anti-football vagina. Let's put it that way, except he didn't say vagina. John apologized for sending the email about Smith's lips, calling the comment, quote, horrible, insisting he doesn't have an ounce of racism in him. Shortly after Gruden resigned as a coach, saying, quote, I love the Raiders. I do not want to be a distraction. Thank you to all the players, coaches, staff, and fans of Raider Nation. I'm sorry. I never meant to hurt anybody. And, you know, Mark Davis did not want to fire him. And he was not going to fire him until that second round of emails got conveniently leaked. And the dirty little secret is uh, Roger Goodell and the NFL believed that Mark Davis was going to fire him when the first round got leaked. That's, that's been the speculation. And then when Mark Davis was like, no, nah, not going to fire him. They leaked the second round, which kind of led Mark Davis down the path to finally get rid of him. Him and Mark Davis are close. You know, I feel bad for John in the fact that he loves the Raiders. 
I mean, he is silver and black till he dies. He loves that organization. He loved Al Davis. He loves Mark Davis. And, um, you know, he's had pl- plenty of players come out and defend him. I mean, that's all I can look at is what the players that have been around him and coaches have said in regards to John Gruden, and nobody believes that he's actually a racist. I mean, hell, Warren Sapp just came right out and said, DeMore Smith does have big lips. That's literally what Warren said. Uh, but he said no. He said he's not racist. He's not racist at all. Um, so now let's get to the other part because uh, I do believe that this is where John Gruden is eventually headed, and that is college football. And uh, he does come out and say that he would take one SEC job. And I think it's interesting that it's this particular job because I really thought it would it would have been LSU. John Gruden's name always seemed to pop up in college football rumors during the former Super Bowl coach's time as an ESPN announcer. Gruden never left for the college ranks. There's one job he jokes he would want to have now. Gruden was a guest speaker at the Touchdown Club. We just talked about that. During his appearance, Gruden was asked how serious he was about the Arkansas job in late 2012 when rumors said he was in the mix. Quote, I wouldn't say that there were real serious conversations, Gruden said on Tuesday. Then the former Raiders head coach shared why he never wanted to go to college ball, but why his mind has now changed. Quote, I'm conce- I'm con- I was concerned about being a college coach because I would have you on the death penalty probation in six months. Gruden's coming out and telling you, I would have paid for players. Look, that's the dirty little secret in college football, or was, right? Everybody knew that. Uh, but NIL has made it, I mean, let's be real, made it, made it sort of legal now. Gruden then joked, that he'd love to have the Arkansas Razorbacks job now that name, image, and likeness rules allows players to be paid. Should keep in mind, Jerry Jones is an alumni from there. Quote, but now that you're paying players, I know a bank with $27 billion. I'd love to have the Arkansas job. I'll tell you that, Gruden cracked. Arkansas went through a rough 10-year stretch after the infamous Bobby Petrino motorcycle accident. They bottomed out under Chad Morris, but the Hogs really seemed to have hit a home run with Sam Pittman as head coach. If Pittman weren't doing so well in Arkansas, we wouldn't put it past Gruden to try to land the gig. He did say during an appearance he was hoping to get another shot at coaching. He also praised Pittman heavily and lauded the job the former offensive line coach has done. And, of course, he would, they goes on to talk about the article we just talked about. So, that's Gruden just coming out and saying, I would take the Arkansas job. Now, in case you're wondering, yeah, it was an ugly stretch there for about three or four years. Arkansas was, I went and looked it up, 4-20, I believe, in about a three-year stretch. Uh, but they're 12-11 and 11 cents. They actually have a winning percentage over the last couple of years that's above 500. They're in the very, very tough SEC. We know that Gruden can coach his ass off, particularly on offense. Um, and I do think John Gruden would be a phenomenal recruiter. Okay. 
Um, everybody, that's sort of what John Gruden's known for is his big personality. And I think he would walk into parents' living rooms. He would be larger than life. He's got that, you know, hey, yeah, you, yeah. And he'd get that Chucky scowl. Sort of in the same charming way that Nick Saban is kind of the, you know, the guy that swaves into parent, parents' living rooms. I think John Gruden would do that, too. And he'd give that scowl. And, and daddies would be like, oh, man, Gruden, quarterback football camp on ESPN. Everybody watched that until he left ESPN. It was great. And I think he'd wear that Super Bowl ring in. And I think Gruden would absolutely kill it at recruiting, especially with NIL. Uh, there were serious rumors, serious rumors around LSU before Brian Kelly got that gig involving John Gruden. Yeah, right after the scandal, LSU was snooping around, vice versa, and there was legions of LSU fans that wanted Gruden to get this job down in LSU. So, I don't know. I I believe he will absolutely coach again. But I see it. Arkansas would be ideal for Gruden. Okay? It's high profile, but not so high profile that it would be like LSU, LSU, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, USC. He needs a good school that's got a good established program that's in a major conference, but one of the one of the slightly down tier programs, right? No, don't hate on me, Arkansas fans. I get it. Y'all can go out there and win with the right coach. All right, um, y'all can be competitive with the right coach. Um, I I kind of have Arkansas akin to like Texas A and M. That's sort of that range. And I know A and M fans are like, "What the hell? We're better than that." Well, yeah, you are right now. Okay. Um, but you get the point, right? Arkansas is a major college program. Uh, tell me what you think, black and white sports, two fans. Chucky's coming back at some point with a college program. We just don't know which college program. He, I think he's moving out of Vegas. Man, he could, he could go out there and take that UNLV job, maybe. <laughs> I'm just saying, if he wanted to stay in that area, you know. I don't know. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. I'm back. Rudrance for Black and White Sports 2. We're going to talk about Brett Favre because it seems the FBI had a sit down with Brett Favre. Now, anytime at this point, I'm going to keep it real. Anytime I see FBI, I'm going to be skeptical. Anytime I see the name Merrick Garland, I'm going to be skeptical. Anytime I see Democrat Benny Thompson, I'm going to be skeptical. Okay? I mean, that's just all there is to it. Uh, a lot of this I'm not going to trust as far as 
Uh, why are they going after Brett Favre, who happens to be a staunch conservative? Yeah, uh, just just throwing that out there, okay? High profile on top of it. Uh, I don't know if Brett Favre did anything. I know that he has paid some money back. He has paid back all of the money they say he's taken, but now they're trying to get some interest money off of Brett Favre. Uh, so I don't know. They're accusing him of having taken money from... Um, Mississippi welfare. Uh, this is a pro football talk. Brett Favre has been questioned by the FBI in Mississippi welfare money scandal. I actually have two articles here, and we'll look at both of them. Hall of Fame quarterback Brett Favre continues to deal with a legal entanglement that could blossom into a full-blown mess, the likes of which he has never seen. Favre's involvement in a Mississippi welfare money scandal continues and it has reached a new level. According to NBC News, Favre's lawyer says that Favre has been questioned by the FBI. Favre received $1.1 million in federal welfare funds for alleged money-for-nothing speaking engagements. He eventually paid the money back, even though he insisted he did nothing wrong. He was sued for interest on the money he received. Favre has not been accused of any crime. But it's never ideal to be questioned by the FBI. During the summer, Mississippi fired lawyer Brad Piggott on a, at a time when he was trying to get more information about the involvement of Favre and former Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant in the scandal. Also, Mississippi Representative Benny Thompson, he is a Democrat, sent a letter this month to Attorney General Merrick Garland requesting the Department of Justice focus on Favre and Bryant. Imagine that. Based on the news that the FBI has interviewed Favre, maybe they are. So, let's go to OutKick. Uh, the former Green Bay Packers quarterback was ordered by court to pay back $1.1 million in funds allegedly siphoned from a $70 million anti-poverty aid package given to Missouri, which was also known as the poorest state in america i wonder if that's supposed to be mississippi it's got to be mississippi it's a typo Favre's attorney bud holmes spoke on recent communications about his client in the fbi they also targeted in it was targeted in the investigation was former wwe wrestler ted dibiase that's the million dollar man former oklahoma star marcus dupree and fitness trainer paul lacoste DiBiase has been ordered to pay back $3.9 million, while Dupree and Lacoste combined for a payment of $670,000. As reported by Outkick, the Mississippi Department of Human Services is suing roughly 40 people involved in the illegal activity, which includes Favre. The suit is looking to recover approximately $24 million in stolen funds. Throughout the investigation, Favre, 52, has maintained that he never received money for unintended speaking engagements and was unaware that the money was supposed to be for speaking engagements that was taken from the state's aid package. He paid back $1.1 million, uh, the $1 million, $1.1 million request in two payments. He still has an outstanding balance of 228000 that has accrued interest. As noted by Associated Press, Favre is not being charged, quote, with any criminal wrongdoing, but we don't know where that could go. Considering the FBI is involved, who knows? Look, probably three months ago, two months ago, 
six weeks ago, I would have been like, uh-oh, this may not look good for Favre. But considering two of the people spearheading this, uh, that that's getting getting this looked at involving Favre and having the FBI come in, I'm now skeptical of that. All right? Uh, it's just the way it is. After what they've done to Trump, uh, yeah, I, I'm just... Uh, I'm just just not going to automatically close my eyes and be like, oh my God, Brett Favre, he, he did this and he did that, and the FBI is after him. What does that mean exactly? Now, it does blatantly say, and I've seen this for uh, probably over a year, that Brett Favre paid this money back. Evidently, there's still an outstanding balance. They're saying it's got something to do with the interest of those payments. I don't know. My suspicion is Favre will probably just pay that. Although I would love to see somebody like Favre step up and fight somebody like the FBI tooth and nail, right? Um, It's going to be interesting. I want to watch the Ted DiBiase aspect of that, too, because, well, I grew up watching The Million Dollar Man from way back in the day, even in the old, uh, like, Mid-South UWF days before he became uh, The Million Dollar Man, the WWF slash WWE. Um So I want to watch that involvement and see how this goes with him, too. This is interesting. I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know how far this is in. Uh, It does say they're not investigating far for any criminal wrongdoing. But they could change their mind on that. I mean, at this point, you literally have to look at affiliations, who's doing what. And unfortunately, whether anybody likes it or not, You've got to look at the political connections with these people and what party they're serving. It's just the way things are now. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USAFIRST, all one word. USAFIRST, all one word. 25% off now. I'm back. Rudrance for our Black and White Sports 2. We're going to talk about Urban Meyer because Tony Khan, the co-owner of AEW Wrestling, and of course, an executive for the Jacksonville Jaguars, his father owns the Jags, has come out and absolutely blasted Urban Meyer. Uh, He has blasted him over the culture of the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. Now, I made a lot of videos on this because we covered not only Meyer, but Tim Tebow and his comeback. And... um, Look, a lot of people, I think, and not to mention the whole scandal that was around the girl dancing and all that, that was actually massive news for black and white sports. Um, Got a lot of views on a couple of those videos. Uh, But the point is, uh, Urban Meyer, of course, is now back with Fox. He's going to be back on that pregame show. And I think a lot of people thought I didn't like Urban Meyer. I like Urban Meyer. I do. Uh, I actually... Thought he was going to make it in the NFL. I'm not going to kid you. Uh, but I was wrong. Badly wrong. I mean, it was a dumpster fire of epic proportions. But the one thing I know, Urban Meyer is a hell of a football coach in college. Okay? 
Do I believe Urban Meyer will end up back in college and be successful? Absolutely. Absolutely, I do. Uh, I don't know what size of program it will be initially, but I absolutely believe he's got a future back in coaching at the college level, and he'll, he'll have real success in college. His approach works in college, doesn't work in the NFL, plain and simple. It's obvious NFL players did not respect Urban. Um, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, the whole team looks better in preseason. So for whatever reason, that just did not translate. This is OutKick. Quote, feels very different. Jaguars executive crushes Urban Meyer with direct comments. Jacksonville Jaguars don't miss Urban Meyer at all. Meyer was fired by the Jaguars after being with the franchise less than a full season, and he was replaced by Super Bowl champion coach Doug Peterson. Not going to lie to you, I like that hire a lot. Now team executive Tony Khan, whose father, Shad, owns the team, has made it clear the organization is much better off under Peterson's leadership than Meyer's. Khan told Yahoo Sports the following about how the team has changed since Meyer's departure. Quote, you can't force people to respect someone or like someone or want to work with someone. I think at the end of the day, someone needs to do the job on their own merits and command the command Doug has of the whole building, the respect he has from everybody, and the genuine way he conducts himself has already gone a really, really long way with a lot of people, including all of the staff, everybody around the office, and the players. Right, wrong, or indifferent, you never heard anything like this about Meyer down there. I don't know. It feels very different in a good way, very organized, and a lot of that is based on the experience of Doug, his staff, the achievements they have in the business, the playoff wins, the championship games, the Super Bowl rings. While Khan might not have dropped Meyer's name, it's crystal clear exactly who he is talking about. It's not hard to understand why Khan feels that way. The Jaguars had repeated issues when Meyer was the team's head coach. Outside of the franchise just being awful on the field, Urban Meyer was accused of kicking the team's former kicker. We did a video on that. Treating the staff and the players in an unprofessional manner, and he was infamously seen with a young woman dancing on him at a bar after missing the team's fight back in ja- flight back in Jacksonville. Back to Jacksonville. Before December 2021, they actually put fight. It's it's flight back to Jacksonville. He stayed back in, um, I think it was Cincinnati. Before December 2021 could even end, Meyer was shown the door. There, of course, is there's a lady dancing, grinding on him. That uh, wasn't his wife. Now, Urban Meyer is back on TV, and Doug Peterson is tasked with rebuilding the Jags. Clearly, Khan and his father don't have any regrets about making the decision. No, there was no other decision they could make. I mean, they had to get rid of Meyer. It was the dumpster fire. Um, you know, people were telling me behind the scenes that Meyer, I mean, nobody liked him. I don't know what it was, but he was threatening the jobs of all the assistant coaches continuously. And the problem was it was assistant coaches that had real long tenured NFL pedigree. And they, I mean, simply put, having their job threatened when they had that many pelts on the wall, he was getting nowhere with that approach. They didn't respect Urban Meyer at all. 
Um, again, I think Urban Meyer is really damn good on TV. He's great in college. But that approach just didn't work in the NFL. I mean, Trevor Lawrence looks like a different quarterback right now. For whatever reason, none of it worked. Now, Doug Peterson, I like a lot. I think he got a raw-ass deal in Philadelphia. And uh, I, Jacksonville could be a sneaky team in the AFC, AFC South. I, I'm just calling that out there. If Trevor Lawrence takes a major leap, look out. The team's got some talent down there. Now, far as Urban goes... I just made a video where I talked about John Gruden being interested in, like, Arkansas or something like that. That's the kind of job I see with, with, with Urban Meyer in the future. Something like a South Carolina or an Arkansas. You know, um, some kind of a Big Ten job. Purdue. You know, something like that. You know, Cal. Uh, although I don't think his approach uh, might work out there. Look, Urban Meyer is more of a conservative, no doubt about it. Like I said, I like Urban. Uh, it just didn't translate to the NFL for whatever reason. Tell me what you think, black and white sports two fans. Peace them out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. I'm back. Rudrance for our Black and White Network. We're going to talk about that Joe Biden speech last night, or at least a couple of things that came from it. I did not watch the whole speech. You can bet your ass I was not wasting my time like that. Uh, however, I did see all the, uh, all the, all the pertinent, gory clips. Okay, and of course, as we expected, a a speech that was said to have not been political was nothing but political. Um, he went after MAGA Republicans, as he refers to it. Essentially, if you're one of the 74 million Americans, and look, I'm gonna say. In theory, if you're one of just, just what they say is 74 million Americans, 2,000 mules, uh, that voted for Donald Trump, then uh, ex essentially you are an extremist. That's certainly one way for a president that called for unity when he was running. That's one way to go, isn't it? When he was taking office and he was up there in his old raggedy old corpse was propped up on the stage talking about he was going to bring America, America together hand in hand. And now he has officially alienated half of the country. With a snap of the finger, he Thanos snapped half of America out of existence as far as he's concerned. Well, there's a couple of things that happened last night. Number one, the military was behind Biden. That was a really ominous bad look for Biden. It really was. And even, even leftist CNN host that hates Donald Trump, Brianna Keeler, that hosts New, New Day on CNN, came out, was critical of the military being behind Joe Biden, 
And just like that, boom, they canceled her. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Somebody literally accused uh, either Keeler or, or Zellini of being uh, part of the RNC. <laughs> Brianna Keeler hates Donald Trump with a passion. A leftist, lunatic CNN passion. And just like that, they put her right in with Republicans. It's weird. I mean, these, these leftist lunatics are mentally challenged. I mean, it, it, that's, all I can, that's all I can take away at this point. Uh, Democrats had an online meltdown after host from leftist CNN network dared question President Biden's use of the military during a fiery primetime attack on his Republican rivals. Hosts Brianna Keeler and Jeff Zelini were just a few people upset at the commander-in-chief using Marines to back him during his speech. Man, it felt like Stalin. Felt like it should be or, or in Germany. Right? Wow. Sparking demands for their axing an outright boycott of the left-wing network. A network that has done nothing but kiss Joe Biden's ass for years. Obama's too. Just like that, those lunatics are calling for a boycott of the very network that has done nothing but help them. These people are crazy. These people are downright, these socialists are nuts. You're clearly a shill for the RNC. What? One person whose Twitter bio includes hashtag BidenHarris2020 hashtag tweeted Zelini just for saying that using the Marine ban was, quote, a break with White House traditions. Quote, your sheets are showing. Just called him a racist, just like that. A member of the KKK is what they just dubbed him that quick. My wife's looking at me like, what? New Day host Keeler was the first to spark the meltdown, writing, whatever you think of this speech, the military is supposed to be apolitical. Absolutely. Positioning Marines in uniform behind President Biden for a political speech flies in the face of that. It's wrong when Democrats do it. It's wrong when Republicans do it. I wouldn't want to see a Republican do it either. I wouldn't. Well, of course, that set out uh, set off outrage online. A, min- a minute later, the network's chief national affairs correspondent was even more measured, stressing that, quote, there's nothing unusual or wrong with the president delivering a political speech. It's inherent in the job description. However, Zelani claimed, quote, doing it against the backdrop of two Marines standing at attention and the Marine ban is a break from White House traditions. Both were soon flooded by saying they had unfollowed them as well as calls to boycott CNN over their simple statement. I mean, that's just crazy. Keeler has sold her soul. One person said, told their 90,000 followers, while others tweeted, proved that she is now straight up MAGA. Can you imagine? Quote, you know CNN's transformation into baby Fox News is officially complete. When Brianna Keeler goes MAGA, one vote blue supporter said, quote, uncovering the true podcaster, Dash Jabrowski 
told his 109,000 followers that Keeler's criticism proved that CNN stands against Biden and supports fascism. I mean, come on. This is absolutely crazy. The very network that has tanked its brand, that has destroyed its ratings because they would not call things at least down the middle. They have been so left-wing, they have destroyed their product. People canceled them that quick. Others suggested because Keeler and Zelini had shared their same thought, it must be proof that they are under the control of right-wing forces, supposedly now in charge at the network. Former MSNBC host Keith Oberman told his one million lunatics that follow him that CNN staff are, quote, living in the dread, being steltered, referring to the axing of Brian Stelter, by the new right-wing management. I mean, come on. Having said that, he wrote, Keeler and Zelini should be fired tonight. Sorry. Wow. Oberman also added Poppy Harlow to the list while sharing a message condemning CNN's, quote, embarrassing coverage of Biden's speech. Rodney Graham told his 7,000 followers, Brianna Keeler is quiet quitting in anger that CNN is turning in the Fox News. Quote, complaining that the president has the military behind him is like complaining he's wearing a suit and a tie. No, it's not. And you assholes know it. Random House Vice President Benjamin Dreyer had such a meltdown, he made a glaring mistake despite being a best-selling copy editing guru. He accused Keeler of making, quote, embarrassing mistakes and cheating by copying Zelini's tweet, even though the timestamps of the messages clearly show that Keeler's tweet was posted first. Wow, I had just done a video destroying this person like a week ago. And all she did was fairly actually call out, actually do something crazy and fairly call out something that was against the grain and it was in bad taste and should not have been done because it looks like it makes the military political. She called this one thing out and they canceled her that quick. I mean, daily, daily, every day coming on CNN, destroying Donald Trump or, or trying to. And one tweet gets her voted off the island. I mean, this is actually poetic justice. This is actually kind of what Keeler deserves because it's exactly what we have been talking about that they say doesn't exist, that very much exists. Somehow, some way, she'll figure out how to bend the knee, I'm sure. It's possible to agree with everything Biden said and still disagree with using the military, the Marines as a backdrop for a political speech. So that was that was her. She addressed the backlash by saying that I agreed with everything the old corp said. But I didn't like the military standing behind him. Wow. Again, the Democrats, the socialists, the crazies are trying to take away your freedom of speech. They are. This is the other tidbit from last night. Broadcast networks pass on carrying Joe Biden's primetime speech update. This is very interesting right here because outside of the cable networks and even Fox News last night, uh, Tucker still came on. He just gave some commentary to the speech, but they didn't show the speech. But I think this says a lot right here. Broadcast networks pass on carrying Joe Biden's primetime speech. I think they realize a lot of Americans, 
Americans are just flat out on this guy. They're out on Joe Biden. They don't want to hear it. So in turn, they didn't, they didn't decide to broadcast the damn thing. Broadcast networks passed on carrying Joe Biden's speech in Philadelphia as the president cast MAGA Republicans as a threat to democracy. ABC ran Pressure Luck. CBS ran a Young Sheldon rerun. And NBC had a Law & Order replay. CNN, MSNBC carried the address, as did news division streaming channels. But Fox News stuck with Tucker Carlson and his critique of the speech as it was happening. Biden appearing against the backdrop of Independence Hall argued that MAGA Republicans were embracing extremism. Quote, they are promoting authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence. Isn't that exactly what you just did last night? I mean, I'm just, I'm just going out there and saying that. Earlier, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy called on Biden to apologize for referring to the MAGA movement as semi-fascism. In his speech, Biden said that not every Republican embraces the ideology, maybe not even the majority, but he said that Donald Trump was driving the party. A central theme of Biden's speech was Republicans' refusal to accept the results of you know what, that I'm not even allowed to say on this freaking platform, something that drove Trump's voters to storm the Capitol January 6th. Trump this week demanded that he be reinstated as president. Quote, democracy cannot survive when one side believes there are only two outcomes to an election. Either they win or they cheated, Biden said. Either they win or they cheated. And that's where MAGA Republicans are today. President, uh, the president will deliver his speech in Philadelphia tonight. So anyway, uh, the network stepped in and said, no, I don't think we're going to show this. I find that uh, really interesting. And that was just a side tidbit note to all this, that uh, they felt that uh, the ratings were going to be so bad that a young Sheldon repeat and a Law & Order rerun would be better to show than Joe Biden up there doing his best damn Adolf Hitler. I mean, let's be honest. It felt just like Adolf Hitler was up there giving a speech, and at any moment, they were going to start burning Bibles. Did it not? What was up with that lighting? It was all ominous. It was all heinous. Wow. It's, it's unbelievable. I actually believe... I actually believe the Republican Party got more supporters last night. I actually believe that there are people that were at least teetering in the middle that said this doesn't feel right this doesn't look right this doesn't feel right this speech doesn't look right it doesn't feel right i mean let's be honest there's a considerable difference to what we saw last night and what we see at a trump rally and the reaction of the people there or what we see at a Ron DeSantis press conference or a rally, and the way people act there. I'm just saying. Tell me what you think, Black and White Network supporters. That was my little tidbit on last night's um, debacle and a couple of things that spilled out from around it. Peace. I'm out. Till next time.
Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. I'm back. Rudrance for Black and White Network. Well, this is a follow up video to a video I did maybe two months ago where the Kinley, North Carolina police force uh, all quit. The entire police force just quit. Why? Because the town hired a radical left wing nut job as a town manager. They brought her in. By the way, she had previously tried to sue a, a town for discrimination. I mean, I'm setting the stage here. Well, the news just broke that uh, this progressive town manager has been fired in Kinley, North Carolina. Um, by the way, the police chief said that she created a toxic work environment. The city council was saying they investigated that but could not prove that there was a toxic work environment. Now, I find that interesting. It makes me wonder, and this is purely speculation, but it makes me wonder if they made a little deal with her in order for her to not pull yet another discriminatory lawsuit against yet another town. By the way, I think she lost that other lawsuit or it didn't go anywhere. I'm just, And that's purely speculation. I'm just putting that out there. But I find that odd. That you guys put it to a vote. You got enough votes to fire her. But you couldn't find anything that was quote-unquote hostile. Even though it was hostile enough, the entire police force just up and quit. So something was going on there, right? Progressive town manager. This is the Daily Wire. Progressive town manager who spurred mass police exodus fired despite probe a self-described quote progressive municipal manager who prompted an entire North Carolina town's police force to resign has been fired after an investigation into whether she had created a toxic work environment. Huh? Okay. Uh, and the reason I say that is again, I'm trying to figure out that police force didn't get up and just walk out over nothing. And, and we know this. We're not stupid. Justine Jones, who Kinley Police Chief Josh Gibson in July accused of creating a, quote, hostile work environment, had her contract terminated by a 3-2 to two town council vote Tuesday night. The vote followed a month-long probe of allegations leveled, levied by uh, Gibson, whose five-man force and a handful of other town employees followed him out the door okay so not only did the police force quit but a handful of other town employees quit because of her but you guys couldn't find a toxic work environment is that what i'm gathering okay the allegations made against me were timely and thoroughly vetted by independent sources and there was no such finding of wrongdoing by me or my office jones said in a statement Quote, the decision not to communicate the entire story or publicly share the findings of the report is most unfortunate. Huh, that's independent. That, that independent person, I'd love to know what, what their political leanings are. I, I'm just saying, because I guarantee you they lean one way or the other. I'm, I, I'm, I'm just saying. Quote, the findings did not really justify a toxic environment. Kenley Mayor Herbert Hale told W.R. 
AL after the meeting. Quote, our decision to terminate a contract is not solely based on the investigation. (laughs) Is it based on the fact that she run everybody off? I'm just wondering. Jones, who is black and previously unsuccessfully sued another municipal employer for discrimination, took on the role in June. Less than a month later, Gibson announced his resignation in a Facebook post that did not include specific complaints. Okay, so I'm just going to throw this out. If she's a known progressive, then she probably openly hates the police. That's just speculation. Or has a, um, a dislike for police that probably isn't hidden very well. Again, only speculation. I mean, look, we all know when somebody can't stand them on the workforce... And what they do is they apply pressure until you quit, okay? In other words, they don't, they don't do something overtly, right? They just apply enough pressure, they make you miserable enough until you're gone. To you get fed up, you walk out. Well, evidently, the whole police force felt something out of this person. Quote, I have to put in my two weeks notice along with the whole police department, wrote Gibson, who had been on the Kinley's force for 21 years. The new manager has created an environment I do not feel we can perform our duties in and services to the community. Okay, here's another line of speculation. Perhaps she was just pro-criminal. How about that? Because think about that line. Created an environment I do not feel we can perform our duties and services to the community. Uh, there's a lot wrapped up in that, that line right there. It was not clear if Gibson and the police officers would return to their old jobs. Although Gibson wrote in his resignation letter, he would consider coming back to work if Jones was fired. Kinley, located about 45 miles southwest of Raleigh, has a population of just under 2,000. And I said prior in the other video, what in a million trillion years would lead a town of 2,000 people that's that's going to be a rural little town, I'm sure, would ever lead you to hire a quote-unquote progressive town manager. It's beyond me to begin with. Its nickname is, quote, Friendly Kinley. Jones insisted she had been a positive force in the town during her abbreviated tenure. Quote, having been selected for the position among 30 other candidates, I believe I was selected because of my core principles clearly spoke to who I am as a leader, and this same management philosophy guides me in performing my job professionally with integrity, transparency, loyalty, fairness, and accountability. Sure. All right. I mean, look, in today's political climate, when I hear progressive, all right, generally speaking, that means we don't look very favorably on law enforcement, which in turn is going to create, as, as Chief Gibson said, a work environment that's going to be hard to work in, right? Oh, shit. Busted a guy. Robbery. Uh, assault. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, we're, we've been told that maybe we're not, you know, some we're not going to pursue that. As, uh, all of a sudden, Kinley don't want to turn into New York City or Chicago, in other words. Right? Nobody wants Alvin Bragg to show up and Kim Fox to show up in their rural town, I assure you. I, I'm I'm saying, I'm just saying, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, 
They didn't turn nothing up in their investigation of her that they could deem hostile. But yet, they fired her three to two. I'm going to be real with you. If I was the mayor, I would have fired her ass because my entire police force walked off. Because that tells me, along with other town employees, that tells me something's not right. Something's not right. And I can't have one person that my 21-year police chief deemed shitty enough that that I've got to walk out the door. Something's wrong. Something's wrong there. Something very is very disturbing there. And I don't know why they're saying they can't prove something. They brought in somebody independent. And I would love to understand, well, what's the political leanings of that independent investigator? How do they view law enforcement? Maybe that's a great question to ask. I don't know. Interesting. Very interesting. So we'll see if the police force comes back. And if they do... I'll do another video to follow up on it. Peace. I'm out. If you're a rural town, don't hire a progressive town manager. Till next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. All right, guys, we're going to be talking about Beijing Biden here in this video. Joe Biden, last night he gave the most divisive speech probably any occupier of the Oval Office has ever given. He went out there and he attacked not only his political opponent, but the people that actually voted for his political opponent, 76 million Donald Trump voters actually got attacked by one Joe Biden last night. And this man, I guess that he figured that, man, I probably messed up because midterms are coming up. 2024, I'm actually going to need some of those people that actually voted for Donald Trump to vote for me in 2024. And I don't believe it'll happen. This man is very, very divisive, folks. When he called MAGA voters, people that actually supported Donald Trump, a threat to democracy, yeah, you're not winning those people. You're just not. And the people that actually did vote for you, they're not happy with you. They don't even want you to run in 2024. Well, guys, everything that Joe Biden said last night, Backfired. Check this out, guys. Biden walks back MAGA comments. Of course he would. Of course he would. You know, this man is a liar. This man is a fraud. It says here Beijing Biden walked back comments he made about MAGA Republicans posing a clear and present danger to America, telling reporters Friday he didn't consider any Trump supporter a threat to the country. But that ain't what you said yesterday. It goes on. But he did say failure to condemn violence for political gains was inappropriate. Well, Joe Biden, there was a bunch of violence from the left this summer, even with the Supreme Court. You said nothing. Biden was responding to a question from uh, Fox Fox News's uh, Peter Ducey, who asked if Biden considered all Trump supporters a threat to the country. Quote, 
You keep trying to make that case. I don't consider any Trump supporters a threat to the country, Biden said. I do think anyone who calls for the use of violence refuses to acknowledge an election, challenging the way you count votes. That is a threat to democracy. Well, I guess he's probably actually calling out. Um, let me see here. Hillary Clinton back in uh, 2016. How about Sheila Jackson Lee? Didn't accept the results of the uh, 2000 election. How about Stacey Abrams? She has still not gotten over a loss to to uh, in, uh, in Georgia to Brian Kemp. Yeah. What about them? Biden said on Thursday in a fiery speech. Slam former President Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans. Quote, Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans represent an extremist extremism, I should say, that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Biden said from Independence Hall in Philadelphia, urging Americans to reject fear and violence. Quote, but there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans, he added. And that is a threat to this country. Quote, it's in our hands, yours and mine, to stop the assault on American democracy. I believe America is at an inflection point, one of those moments that determine the shape of everything that's to come after. For a long time, we reassured ourselves that American democracy is guaranteed, but it is not. We have to defend it, protect it, stand up for it. Each and every one of us. That's why tonight I'm asking our nation to come together and unite behind the single purpose of defending our democracy, regardless of your ideology. So last night he attacks Trump voters today. He's like, nah, they're not too bad. No, not not falling for this. And guys, there's been a lot of backlash on um. Joe Biden for um, his speech last night. The man has been compared to Adolf Hitler. Dave Portnoy, Barstool Sports, demolishes Joe Biden's speech in video rant. He looked like Hitler. And when I actually saw the backdrop and everything, I was like, man, this does look like Nazi Germany. It really, really does. It looks like something out that you would actually see like in a Star Wars movie. Because the empire actually um, was based on Nazi Germany. But here, check this out. Joe Biden compared to Adolf Hitler by Trump loyalists. This is on Newsweek. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene put up a meme video of uh, Beijing Biden as a uh, Hitler. This is uh, what she tweeted out. What we saw, what we all saw tonight from Biden. I guess that uh, President Butterbeans is frail, weak and dementia written. The Hitler imagery was the was their attempt to make him look tough while he declares war on half of America as enemy of the states or it's real. Check this clip out. This is pretty funny here. So he has the uh, toothbrush mustache right there. And um, there's they have a, um, a Hitler voiceover. In Austro Barbarian, so listen to this. Volkes, gib du jetzt deine Stimme ab. Wenn ja, dann tritt für mich ein, so wie ich für dich eingetreten bin. That is pretty funny right there, guys. That is funny right there.
Wow. Let's see here. Eric Erickson uh, tweets out. Beijing Biden declares half the country a threat to democracy. He's flanked by Marines with mid 1930s German red lightning behind him. Talking heads on CNN and MSNBC. Love it. Fascism is relative. Now here, even in this Newsweek article here. They actually try to defend Joe Biden on what he said. When it actually came to attacking um, Trump supporters, it says here, despite the attack on the former president, Biden clarified that he did not feel Republicans in general or the majority of Republicans posed a threat. Because he doesn't believe that the MAGA Republicans or the majority. However, guys, if you actually look at um, who's winning these primaries for Republicans, Trump is winning at a 90 2% rate. 92%. This is higher than um when he did endorsements in uh 2020 and also in um in uh 2018. Trump is gaining more support with the Republicans. He is the number one figure. It's just what it is what it is. So when Joe Biden says that MAGA Republicans don't represent the majority, he's dead wrong. Because the John- Donald Trump candidates are winning. And they are winning bit time. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white network fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. Guys, I will never ever understand why people in the People's Republic of California keep voting for the same incompetent politicians, the socialists that they do. I do not understand this. Now, California is probably the most expensive state in the United States of America. If you look at home prices, folks, it is extremely expensive. If you compare a home in L.A. to homes in the Houston area, the homes in the Houston area are like half the cost. When it comes to gas prices, the gas prices in California are usually about double what it is out here in the Houston area. But these people in the People's Republic of California, they have declared an all out war on American energy production. These people don't want you to use gasoline cars. They're going to ban it by 2035. And that's going to be very interesting to see if that actually does happen. I believe that uh, California is just killing themselves. They are shooting themselves in the foot by doing this. These people want you to go out there and buy sixty, seventy thousand dollar electronic vehicles that we know that the majority of people cannot afford. And I believe even in twenty thirty five, most people probably can't afford these cars. But they're gonna ban gasoline cars over there? Yeah, that's completely insane. Now guys, there is a major problem over there in the People's Republic of California. They don't want you to use gas cars, but yet folks still they don't 
want you to actually use your electronic vehicles either right now. Check this out, guys. State of California asked residents not to charge electronic cars to relieve stress on grid. Wait a minute. I thought that electronic vehicles were the savior, you know, for the climate. I thought that was the case. But California said, nope, our grid is getting too stressed. So we don't want you to use gas cars. But yet we don't want you to actually use electronic vehicles. Now, guys. Electronic vehicles is nice if you actually want it. Now, they're not good at all for long distance driving. I believe these cars only go like 200 miles uh, before you actually need to charge them again. Uh, for me, I drive a, a Prius. Now, my Prius is a hybrid car, so I can go roughly like about 600 miles before I actually have to put gas in it. And the reason I got that car is because where I live versus where I was, I was actually working, I was actually just burning a lot of gas. And then I said, you know what? Let me get a Prius. And um, I love it. It's really, really good. But let's read this, guys. It says here, with extreme heat expected to hit California and the West through Labor Day weekend, California grid operators are calling on residents to voluntarily conserve energy, electricity, by avoiding the use of large electronics, even and even stop charging electronic vehicles. The California independent system operator issued a statewide flex alert Wednesday, calling on residents to voluntarily conserve energy between 4 p.m. and 9 p.m. to reduce stress on the electrical grid. Unbelievable. But this is not a surprise, folks. Still, they want you to get rid of your uh, gas cars because they believe that, um, you're contributing to a man-made global warming. Yeah, completely and utterly ridiculous, folks. But however, guys, it gets worse if you are in the People's Republic of California. Check this out. California gas prices at highest level in history of Labor Day weekend. Yes, Monday is Labor Day. People like to get out. They like to travel. But in California... Boy, your gas prices are really, really high. Now, out here where I'm at, gas is roughly um, $3, probably $3.30. You could probably find it a little bit lower. But in the People's Republic of California, your gasoline prices are um, $5.25 on average. Yeah, you see the, the price difference in California? Everything is more expensive. And it says here that the gas price is actually five cent lower than a week earlier. A week earlier. It says um, the previous record for the start of the Labor Day weekend came last year at four dollars and thirty nine cent a gallon in California. So under Beijing, Biden, who has called for an all out war on oil and gas. Last year was the record at four dollars and thirty nine cent in California. And it says uh, four forty in L.A., but now it's five dollars and twenty five cents. Even with falling gas prices. The gasoline prices in the People's Republic of California are still at record highs. Why do you people in California keep voting for these people? Why? Why do you keep doing this? Now, guys, I'm pretty sure also to conserve energy, they probably want you, your ACs to go up to about 90 degrees in your home so it doesn't affect the grid. Now, 
we actually get those same alerts over here in um in Texas as well. Like I have a Nest thermostat. And my thermostat. I know it happened to probably about five or six times uh, this summer. It would actually tell me, hey, we're going to do like this rush hour thing where between the hours of like two and six p.m., we're going to adjust your thermostat about five degrees higher. So roughly like um, 79 degrees. In the home. A little bit uncomfortable, but you can actually opt out of it. Probably in California, folks, they're probably going to just mass massively just take over the um, the thermostats in home and the government will end up controlling your thermostat. So if you're at home, they'll probably end up setting your thermostat to roughly about 90 degrees to conserve energy on the grid. Folks, there's actually a simple um, solution to this. Stop relying on unreliable energy. Same thing in Texas, folks. I'm going to be honest. Our grid out here in Texas is not the best because they want to depend on unreliable energy here. I believe that they should actually um, build a nuclear power plant. And that would probably actually um, help with a lot of stress on the grid. Now, in California, you know, they're not going for that in California. They're definitely not. These people in California are insane. Insane. But hey, you get what you vote for. And this is what the woke activists out there have voted for. Don't drive your uh, gas cars because that's a, that's bad for the environment. Go out and buy a 60 or $70,000 car. Hey, but hey, guess what? Don't charge it. Our grid is overly stressed. This is crazy. So what do they want people to do? Go out there in a horse and buggy? Probably so. But hey, you get what you vote for. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white network fans. Let's know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. I'm back. Rudrance for our Black and White Network. We're going to talk about Jason Aldean and his wife because it seems that his PR firm that has handled his business for so long has decided to cancel Jason Aldean. They have dropped him after 20 years. Why? Because his wife was outspoken about the fact that people shouldn't be trying to mess with children's gender and 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 jumping in and, and getting surgeries and everything that they're pushing uh, to try to manipulate kids, particularly, and I say this is an issue, I believe... There are a lot of girls that go into that tomboy phase right now. And in many parts of this country, in many places, in many schools, when the girls enter that tomboy phase, these lunatics jump in. Okay? A phase that we know girls go through, then they come out the other side. They go from playing, chasing toads and bullfrogs and playing in the mud and all that to wearing dresses and chasing the little boys around. 
We know how that goes. But I think a lot of weirdos are getting in little girls' heads and pushing them into something I don't believe they ultimately would have wanted and or would have done. We're going to find that out later. It's going to be devastating. This is Outkick. Firm PR drops Jason Aldean because wife was outspoken against, you guessed it, transgender mutilation. Gross. Jason Aldean's PR firm of 20 years dropped him on Thursday because his wife thanked her parents for not changing her gender. In August, Brittany Aldean posted the following Instagram post addressing child gender reassignment. Quote, I really like to thank my parents for not changing my gender when I went through my tomboy phase. I love this girly life. Of course, Jason Aldean stepped in and responded. Laugh my ass off. I'm glad they didn't too because you and I wouldn't have worked out. In a more serious manner, Brittany discussed the dangerous effects of surgeries have on minors of which studies have warned. Advocating for genital mutilation of children under the disguise of love and calling it gender-affirming care is one of the worst evils. Seems reasonable, yet media outlets like People called her transphobic, so the firm caved caved into submission. Aldine's former firm released the following bullshit statement. Quote, Music has always been and remains the green room's core focus. So we had to make the difficult decision after 17 years to step away from representing Jason. We aren't the best people for the gig anymore. So in other words, we're lunatic leftists that support this crap. Wow. Um, That is just about all that is in PR firms now, by the way. The ultra-woke, the ultra-liberal, the radical. And I don't know why a lot of these artists are hanging around and still doing business with these kind of firms. Translation, Jason Aldean and his wife had an opinion that social media didn't like, so he is no longer a fit at the firm. The Aldean's comments refer to groups that are performing sex changes on minors and are encouraging them to consider the change before the age they can buy cigarettes. These groups exist, are about to, are open about it, and the MLB, Major League Baseball, is, is they're funding it. The music industry allows artists to advocate for children to undergo painful sex change surgeries, but does not allow artists to warn of the physical and mental effects of the procedures. Let that be a warning to fellow country stars, Dirks Bentley, Rascal Flatts, Thomas Rhett, Lady A, and Brett Young, all of whom remain in the business with the PR firm. So I guess they currently are still working with that PR firm. Guys, how about you leave on your own accord? That would be great. Now that you know where your PR firm stands on this sick kind of crap. Right? We'll see how many of you will step up and say, you know what? I'll find another PR firm or I'll do my own damn PR. I, I Somehow I think Jason Aldean and his wife's going to come out the other side just fine. Why? Because the demographic that's actually going to consume their music is still going to consume their music. In fact, I'm willing to bet this is going to make him more popular now. I saw this story on Fox News, actually, a couple of days ago when she 
first made the comments. And then when I saw today, just a few minutes ago, that the story broke that the PR firm canceled Jason, I was like, oh, hell no. We're doing this video. Um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. But that's what's working in these firms. Okay? They're, all they are is just an extension of the lunatics, the leftists, and the elites in Hollywood. And these socialist Democrats. That's all a PR firm is. I mean, can you imagine that's your PR firm and and they're supposed to step up and put out fires like this if if something is said and there's backlash. Instead, they dropped them. The PR firm, a good PR firm, would have stepped up and said, um, our artists are allowed to express themselves because free speech is a thing and we support free speech in this country. They didn't do that. Some PR firm. Jason Aldean doesn't need them. To hell with them. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. 